Connect AI is an SMS lead management platform that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to communicate efficiently and effectively with your automotive leads and customers. Our mission is to deliver the most advanced conversational AI products and support to automotive retail. There are endless benefits to using AI and automated communication in your dealership, but there are key areas where Connect AI is the right solution to address pains within the automotive industry. With Connect AI, you now have the tools to acquire more, engage faster, and convert higher. For more information, visit us online at connect.ai. I'm Jill, and thanks for watching. Here at Ascent Dealer Services, we have the best products, we have the best coaching platform, but most importantly, we have the best team. At Ascent Dealer Services, we're a team of like-minded individuals committed to growth. There's no one person on the team better than the other. We're equals. When one falls, we lift that person up. We are a powerhouse insurance brokerage firm that is working with some of the biggest dealer groups in the country, and we have some incredible OEM partnerships as well. And the reason for that is we are so committed to growth. Personal, professional, that's who we are, that's what we do, that's what we breathe is growth. So if you're a dealer and you wanna grow your F&I department, I'm gonna tell you how. There's four segments that we need to perfect. Transactional segment, number one. Two, sales segment. Three, relational and for compliance. We've got to be really great from a transactional standpoint. You've got to be really sound from a sales standpoint. You've got to be able to overcome any type of objection that can come your way with ease. And from a relational standpoint, you've got to learn how to serve people within the four walls of your store. You've got to help people get what they want so then you can what? Get what you want. Here's what I found to be true. The golden rule I don't agree with. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. In sales, we need to treat others the way they want to be treated. How do we do that? Well, we have to understand human psychology, identifying personality types so we can serve. The fourth bucket is the compliance bucket. We make sure dealers are sound from a compliance standpoint. Transaction, transactional, sales, relational, compliance. We make it super simple at Ascend Dealer Services. If you want an absolutely dominant, I just, I'm gonna say this again, if you want to absolutely dominate in your F&I department, reach out to me personally. I'd love to have a one automotive sales podcast.
Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. 100% positive mindset on making over 100K a year. You want to make more money and close more car deals while keeping a positive mindset. This is the show for you. Broadcasting around the world. This is the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast with Ron Garverick. Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Season 4 Episode one is on its way, and I want to thank all those proud sponsors that have uh, said, hey, we want, to, we want to have something to do with this, you know. So Connect Eye, Connect Eye bridges the gap between tech tools and automotive communications. For over a decade, we've developed and continued to perfect our award-winning AI with texting platform to support retail and cu- or service operations successfully connecting with the customers at any phase in their journey. Also, a proud sponsor is VinQ, one login, system, source for everything. Hundreds of dealers have switched to VinQ recently because they offer tools and solutions that meet the challenges of today's market. Selling cars isn't magic, and it's never been less of an art. Today's market is powered by data, and your customers know it. To meet them where they are, you need to be have smarter tools and smarter systems. We all know where the market is heading. Let us help you get there first. And also another proud sponsor is Bumper.com. What if you had a digital dashboard for your car ownership needs? A place where you can access up-to-date vehicle history reports, compare vehicles, shop for the rest or for the best auto insurance rates, get instant market value appraisals, and so much more. Whether you're shopping for a new car, comparing auto insurance policies, or looking to sell an existing vehicle, Bumper has you covered at every step of the way. Those are just a few of the sponsors for the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast that I'm proud to announce. This has been this has been a uh, an interview I've been looking forward to, been waiting on doing, and, and I've we had some schedule uh, differences, but I am so glad to have Jason McQueen on the show today. Jason, how are you doing, my friend? Thanks, Ron. Thanks for having me, sir. Man, it's been a blast having you on. I've been phoning you for a while, seeing what you were doing. And right. when I said, hey, I'm about to start the Automotive Architect. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, I think it's just a little frozen, a little technical difficulty. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. I was That's looking okay. at my, I was looking at my my uh, Wi-Fi, and I was like, I have four bars. What's going on? Right, Why right, are we right. spinning all of a sudden? But no, you're good. Have, you're good. We have technical difficulty uh, difficulties. I want to apologize to everybody because you know you deserve all the attention on this episode because you've done a lot of things, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've got a, yeah. I've done a lot of things. Just, uh, more specifically, yeah, in the automotive, I've uh, pretty much covered just about every rank except the GM level. But uh, yeah, I've had the privilege to uh, um, to uh, cover some titles. Yes. So, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you've done in the car industry, because sure. you know you 
you've done quite a lot as, as internet director, right. uh, finance manager, sales manager, and, and you spent a short time as a GSM, but right. explain what your niche are. <clears throat> My niche is uh, people. I really, I really believe in the people and that's not to sound cliche. Uh, that's a true story, right? Uh, you know, I just read something the other day. It was a good reminder. You know, people say, go out and build a business. Well, you got to build your people first, right? If, uh, if your people aren't, uh, the right people, or they're not foundational, uh, then nothing else is going to succeed. Uh, but, uh, of course, then you uh, correct and, and, uh, the right leadership, it, it needs to be a place to mold those people. So, but I'm a, I really dig on, uh, building crews, uh, putting the right personalities together and watching them go. And, you know, you're going to get all levels of talent. Uh, but if you can get some high performers, people that are, uh, performing performing well that 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 usually causes other people to rise to the occasion and uh you know you're gonna have your bad apples but i really dig on uh, uh raising up good people right and you know for so long in this industry you you hear people be called you know people that are up higher up in a position at a dealership they call right. them managers right and in all reality are they managers or should they be leaders? Right. Uh, is that the question? I just want to make sure. I want to yes, sir. That, that's the question. <laughs> I want to make sure I cut you off. So, yeah, I, I definitely, um, we, you know, in, the, in in any business, but we'll, we'll say specifically the car business, we we use the word leader. Your leadership is. This is your leadership. You know, your internet director, your sales manager, your GSM, etc. Uh, I don't say I want to have a hard time with that, but there, to me, there is a separation between a true leader and a manager. A, um, a leader is someone who is, is a vision caster, is someone that is saying, hey, this is where we need to go, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I believe this is how we can get there um, and sharing their vision and be an example of that, being a servant of that. A manager is uh, someone who's going to take that vision, in my opinion, and they're going to help that vision come to fruition. Uh, in the in the in the blood, the guts, and the mire, if you will, with the sales crew, um, and but but you do find a really good leader can cross between the both. Uh, you don't always find a manager that can cross, but but someone who has a leadership mantle or capabilities uh, can cross between both. He can be he or she can be a manager and or lead, uh, but that manager really is. I've always wanted to say a manager is like a a sergeant in the military, right there. There's a lot put on their soldiers to uh, to put on them to motivate their soldiers and take them into battle and win, and because they're casting the vision of the leadership, the higher brass. So, and you know, the more I think about it, when you're talking about the military, military, or when it comes to the military, they they kind of manage people, but they act like leaders, right? Right. They're managing their their soldiers, make sure. They don't do anything stupid. They don't cause right. anybody else to be a casualty. Right, right. And if you if you mold that into the automotive industry, that's basically what managers do inside a dealership. But in all reality, they should be managing uh, the car deal. They should be managing the paperwork. They should be managing making profit and, and start becoming a leader. I think right. too many times they put individuals in a manager position and they're not really ready for it. Great. I mean, they may have sold 20, 30, 40, 50, 
God knows how many cars. Right, right. And somebody looks at him going, well, now we're desperate enough. We need to find somebody to put in that spot. Right. But are they the kind of person that you want to lead the team to become better and and, and make the store better? And I've seen at plenty of dealerships, they're like, oh, yeah, he used to sell 20, 30 cars a month. And I'm like, why aren't you leaving him selling 20, 30, 40 cars a month? Well, I wanted to, whatever he was doing, I wanted him to get into upper management so he could show everybody else how to do it. Sure. But not everybody's a teacher. Not everybody's a coach. Agreed. And I had to learn that when I, when I was the number one salesman out of the auto group for three years in a row. And they're like, oh shit, we're going to put you as a GM now. Right. Right. And I'm like, what? these guys (laughs) over here. Right. I make my money off of them. Oh crap. What, right. do I, what do I do? And then I had to say, you know what, what I need to do is start coaching them on mm-hmm. what I. Vapor locked a minute. and how I did it so I Binning. Oh, there we are. There we go. Go. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if it's on my end or your end, but it's yeah. on one of our ends. It is. Mine's heavy. Mine's mine's full. I'm 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 full gas. Is what it's telling me. Mine so. keeps showing that I have full gas too. So I don't, you know, and I know nobody upstairs using the the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so so something about the Panhandle of Texas where the Wi-Fi doesn't work very well. Interesting. So. Interesting. <laughs> So if if you guys are listening to this and and you you're like where what where what what happened just I hope you stay tuned and you're like just yes. giving it a a little deal but um you know it just it's afraid I'm afraid that too many people are getting into that position that don't belong in that position mm-hmm. and when I was young I was told young in the business mm-hmm. I was told um by a gentleman he goes listen the reason people go into management is because they couldn't sell cars. Well, I was like, well, then I don't want to get into management. Then. Right, right, right. right. Cars. And, but it's not true. At the time, I thought it was true. And, I, and But the more I look at it now, yeah, you know, I wanted to promote a guy into finance, and I was talking to the owner about it, and he goes, why would we move him? He sold 25 cars last month. Mm-hmm. I go, well, A, he knows how to close deals. B, he worked at me be- with me before at another dealership. Sure. And when when I was busy and our finance manager had a heart attack and I needed him to step in, and especially with the Hispanic uh, customers, mm, yeah. go in there and close deals and sell, sell F&I products. Sure. And, you know, he was like, well, I, don't, I really don't want to put him in that 
in that spot. So I basically told him, hey, don't sell so many cars and I can get you into finance. <laughs> but he, he's killing it in finance now, and but he oh, sold cool. a lot of good cars. Right. So why do you think, besides what I said, do you think that, that GMs or GSMs or owners put individuals in a position that they're really not capable of succeeding what the owner or GM is looking for? Yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a question because I've seen like what you were talking about uh, before, you know, just all oh, what the heck. It's almost like, hey, uh, come here. I'm going to put you, you know, hey, come here. I need a spot fill. I think it's a lack of, I think it's two things. I think it's being lazy. I think lazy is a part of it and lack of patience uh, rather than saying, hey, uh, putting some of the burden on the existing management until you can find the right guy or gal. Uh, because like you said, I, I, just because someone tries sells 20 plus cars a month doesn't make them management or leadership material. And I've had people in the past tell me, no, I don't want to go to that level. Not yet. I want to stay selling cars. Great. Because I think you could do more damage <laughs> taking them out from selling them cars. And now they're frustrated and uh, they really don't want to learn this position because they've, they appreciate the one they're in. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's patience and uh, just being lazy rather than just being patient and waiting for, uh, you know, doing some interviews, uh, talking to some, some of your people within the ranks. You might be surprised uh, on those that uh, uh, would actually do well in management um, uh, or, you know, you know, this industry is, you know, a lot of people know a lot of people. Um, so it's, hey, I know this guy or gal down the road, they might be a good fit for us. Let's get them in here and talk to them uh, rather than just saying, oh, let's let's promote them because, okay, so maybe they can do the job, but are they the best fit, right? Are they the best, are they the best groove? Are they going to gel? Are they right for the culture, right? Uh, well, people follow them. Um, so, you know, because you, well, you have a guy or gal that sells 20 plus cars a month, but no one likes them, <laughs> right? Like, you know, either A, they're arrogant, or B, they just don't like it because they're good. And so how are you going to get a crew to follow them when all of a sudden they're manager? So that can be more detrimental than not. So, And, and you know, you, you, you mentioned just on it, just real quick. Sure. Um, what I like to, to express when, I, when I'm in dealerships and I'm talking to dealers and we're talking about the leadership deal, I always like to go back on the five levels of leadership mm -hmm. of the John C. Maxwell books. Mm -hmm. He talks about maximizing okay. the full potential. Sure. And one of them is, is position. And most of the time, that's what you see out of our managers. They're, they're position leaders. Mm -hmm. And it's at the beginning level of leadership based on the title or position one holds within an organization. Sure. But follow because they have to right 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 yeah the authority granted to the leader by the position but in all reality that's the lowest level of leadership that does not necessarily inspire loyalty or commitment from yeah. the followers and i see plenty of, of people point. i'm like yeah. nobody's following him right right because they want right. to right and it just hurts the dealership if you can't have people like that. Now, we know there's position, um, permission, production, people development, and pinnacle. And pinnacle is the highest of the leadership. And, and the reason people start following the pinnacle, the highest one, because they influence people. 
Right. These leaders have a level Good of work. profound yeah. impact on others, and their right. legacy lasts beyond their time in a specific role. They're right. respected and admired for their contributions to the field, to the dealership, to the organization, and their influence reaches a wider audience. And they're with those other three levels, most of them never get past the position. Right. Agreed. And, Agreed. you know, how am I supposed to follow if you can't lead? But, and what I don't like about leaders or managers you got some of those individuals that are hungry and they can make good leaders, the salesmen that can make good leaders, but they look down upon because, you know, the whole saying goes, uh, leaders don't make followers. They make other leaders, mm-hmm. but it seems some in some organizations in the automotive industry, they don't want to make other leaders because they don't want someone to take their position. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So how do we stop that? Wow, that's well. That's a heck of a point. That's a, I think that's a a heck of a project. I think it starts from the top, right, um, into your into your ownership. Uh, the ownership um, has got to be that leader as well, in my opinion. Uh, they have got to be, you know, they have to have their hand on every pulse, uh, but they have to uh, they have to be able. To, it has to come from the top. It has to come down, filter from the top into your GM GSM levels, and and create a vision and say, hey, this. This is what we're going to do. Uh, this is how we're going to get there. It may be some pain. We may be lacking some people for a while, but we need to get there. That's a must. Uh, rather than saying, "Oh, it's oh, I got mine, so I'm going to hold on to mine." The, the leader, the leader, not the man, the leader should be reaching down and pulling up the next guy or gal and training them for their next position Absolutely for agree. whatever. Uh, that's that's where the success comes. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, I'm. As, a, as an internet director, um, I remember one time I, I just said, "Hey, we need uh, we need more females because people have asked for them. We need the balance. Uh, we had one amongst a, a twenty person crew, and we were just out of balance. And so I told the GM, "I'm I'm going to go after women." And so eventually, uh, before I left, um, we were about forty percent females, and uh, they did what they did really well, well balanced. Sometimes better salesmen, uh, customers preferred them, uh, but it was a vision that even if I cast it, but my GM's not behind it, then it, it may not have succeeded, right? Um, I let the other managers know, hey, this is what we're really going to go after. Uh, we want to try to get some good uh, good females in here. If we see a good male, of course, grab them, but we need some good females in here. So to, to balance this out and for our customers and et cetera. So, but yeah, it's gonna, I think it's really got to start from the top, sir. Uh, it's got to come down from the top, filter into your higher management. And I'm glad you said something about females because sometimes most dealerships, they don't have any females up right. in that management level, that mm-hmm. leadership level. But there's a lot of that I've seen lately, powerhouses that are out there. For an example, a little lady named Jamie Andrews. She is going to be on the show sometime soon. Now, Erica Tiffany, if everybody knows who Erica Tiffany is, she used to work for Volkswagen and Mary, and now she's doing bigger and better things, and she is hotter than ever. She posted on her Facebook with Driving with Jamie is only pointing at the bottom row because she already filled up the top row, Mm. 61 units in the month of May. This ain't a fluke month because she knows who she is. She continuously shows 
month after month for the past few years. All while she's an incredible mom. So proud of you. Jamie is killing it in the auto sales. Yeah. People think guys are the only ones, men are the only ones that can sell cars. You know what? It doesn't matter if you're male, female, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee if someone goes, I want to know how you do it, Jamie. I guarantee she will say, I'm not in the transactional business. I'm in the relationship business. Right. Amen. I agree. This young lady keeps continuing doing what she's doing. There's going to be a leader that's going to see it and say, I love what you're doing. I know you're killing it. Can you teach everybody else to do what you're doing? I'd right. love to give you a position in the management level and continue to coach and train everybody on what your formula is. And the, mm -hmm. and the thing is, maybe she can, maybe she can't, maybe she right. knows how to do it because it's all in her head and it's repetitious. Sure. But if she knows how to coach it and knows how to teach it and knows how to share and people start filtering off her and mirroring off of her success. Right. But, but other people, there's, the, you know, some of the old school dogs are still in the dealers, yes, in the are. dealership. They're yeah. still owning, you know, the dealerships and, mm -hmm. and they don't want females in they don't want to have anything to do with them. That's right. Or if they do, they can, they're, they're eye candy right. and they can uh, sell cars mm -hmm. and make the store money. But anything else above that, it's right. dumb. It's like 1920s again. Boys club. Yep. It, we don't want you to vote. We right. don't want you to have any decision insider. You, what do you know about selling cars? What do you right. know about managing a dealership? What do you know about managing a department? But the, the last owner I had, he said he, if he had the opportunity and had seven females that were awesome, mm -hmm. he would rather have seven females in every management position than men because yeah. of how, you know, having, not just having that mother figure or, you know what I mean? Sure. But having that discipline, because it, it's been said before, the scientific has, has been said before that women mature a lot quicker than yep. men do. Yep. True story. And they would probably have a better opportunity, you know, especially in the F&I department. Oh, yeah. They would kill it on selling and merchandise. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Talking about selling for F and I, there's a young lady up in uh, Philly area that's killing it selling F and I products mm. to to dealers because of not only her looks but her personality and her charisma. Mm -hmm. So I believe females need mm. to be more involved in the management leadership. And you know, we we had a few uh, at our dealership. They came and gone, and you know, we wished we had them, but. Don't look at them like, oh, gosh, what do you know? Have you ever sold a car before? Oh, yeah, not not yeah, right. But, you know, what is what is your feeling on having more females inside the leadership roles? Oh, yeah. I, again, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon and say yes, most definitely, uh, to create a balance. Uh, you know, we're, we, we guys are um, – we're just so far left-brained, right? Everything we do is – left brain <laughs> first the women have the ability to use both sides and they can usually be uh, uh, a little more sympathetic to 
uh, people's situations, and they're 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 non-threatening. I don't mean that in a I mean that in a very positive way. Usually a a male. I know with myself, I've had to learn to, you know, with my voice and my actions, I've had to learn to 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 not be try to come across uh, too rough. Smile, laugh a lot, etc. You know, versus women are I, seeing them in action, right? They'd be able to diffuse situations. Uh, you know, like I said, the your 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 lady referenced an F and I. Sheesh, I've seen them. They just crush it. You know, they just do really well. Soft voice, uh, especially when you're coming out of that whole. Um, the ether, if you will, come out of the, you know, buying the car, you're trying to get things done and you've got that small, you got that voice, that quiet voice in front of you. Yeah. Right. It just kind of helps out the situation and you sell off an eye products. So no, I, I definitely think that uh, more dealerships need to get rid of this, you know, the, the good old boy and, uh, and allow these, the right females, not everyone's right. Not every male's right. Uh, but get the right females. And it creates a really, a really good balance uh, amongst them all. And, you know, in from a, just a straight from a PR standpoint, it's fantastic, right? Oh, we're into 2023. So come on. 100%. And it, yeah. And it's just the, we got to get that mentality that all, all people are created equal. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, there, there's some females that I see out there that know a little bit more than the men do about <laughs> serving people, sure, hugging right. on people. They're the best. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And, agree. you know, because men have the, this whole uh, idea of being macho. And, mm-hmm. and but when you look at a car salesman, you're you're thinking about the 1980s and how shysty they were. They were liars, <laughs> right. cheaters, manipulators, crooks, womanizers, drug addicts. But nowadays, if you look like that, you won't sell a car because nobody can trust you. Right. But with right. that being a female. And knowing that you're a mom or you're a grandmother mm-hmm. and knowing, hey, I got soccer practice at four. I got to do this. Do that. People are going to be more relatable. Of course. Going to, you know what it means to sure. to work and, and be the breadwinner and, and be able to manage both. Because sometimes right. men can't manage work and, and home. Right, right. But, but women can. And that's what I enjoy the most to watch and i got a um a salesman female salesman that i train and coach and she juggles both phenomenally Mm. on top of all the the personal issues she's got thrown in her life Mm. but she shuts it off as soon as she walks through that door right puts on a smile and sells 15 20 cars a month Good and does man. a video right after the delivery with the customer That's in a wonderful mood. And you would never know right. what's going on in her life. Right. And I think, you know, most dealerships need to look into that and say, who in our dealership has a motherly uh, character that we can move up mm-hmm. so she could be the mother of of the the leadership role right right and and whatnot so i really enjoy seeing women moving up into this industry that was a man industry for so long right and given the opportunity to actually become a leader and Mm -hmm. and do what they need to do and so it's phenomenal to see that happen agreed totally agreed and so um 
We're going to take a short break real quick. We're going to okay. have some of our sponsors uh, pay for some of this, pay for this show. So we'll be well, right back. We are back on the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are not done yet. We still have some good, 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 more information from Mr. Jason McQueen. But I want to just to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Automotive Architect Academy, the fastest growing training company in the automotive industry, providing the tools and blueprints for each department so they can maximize their growth gross profits inside their store. BDC finance and management training, check out www.theautomotivearchitect.com. Set up a time and talk to me, Ron, or my staff, and we can see what we can do for you today. Also, Ascent Dealer Services. Their company was built on the foundation of servant leadership. They will continue to serve their dealers, F&I managers, and employees and their communities. They are on a bold mission to help as many dealers maximize their F&I departments as possible. Dealer or Ascent Dealer Services is the fastest growing F&I provider in the industry. So check out Dealer Ascent Services. Talk to Adam and Paul and uh, they'll get you set up to bring gross profits inside your store. They coach, they train, and they also sell F&I products. That's Ascent Dealer Services. So, we're back with Jason McQueen. Now, Jason, yes, you're you got a, your own podcast, right? Uh, I did. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. I'm looking to revamp. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, plug it in, and let people know what it's called and how they can find it. Well, it was uh, it, my original was uh, all things good. Um, I, there's probably ten sitting out there. Uh, I'm actually looking to get the back get to get back on the radio uh, uh, for an hour show um, oh, wow. from a station up in um, Fort Collins, uh, KRFC. It's the the local college station, uh, okay. but they're doing great things. Uh, my son and I did uh, a couple of shows, uh, music, two hours of music, theme music, 70s, 80s, 90s, oh, that wow. type okay. of stuff. And uh, his schedule just got. Um, too crazy, and uh, he was the the software guru and cutting and editing. So we kind of had to uh, step back for a while. But I'm working toward getting back on the radio again. Uh, so radio show slash podcast, another another one as well. So awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, that is a good thing. So you have a radio background? Uh, yeah, a little, a little bit, probably more, um, uh, more volunteer stuff than anything uh-huh. professional or paid. Right, right. <laughs> You know, when, right. I, when I was in high school, I was the board <laughs> operator for all the basketball and football. Oh, yeah. And, rest yeah. and then uh, on Saturdays, they had the uh, Metro uh, Opera that okay. I had to, to 
do the board and plug in the commercials and do all that. Oh, that's cool. And that's uh, cool. do the weather on the weekends because the, the program director didn't want to come in and do his part. So <laughs> I, I was intrigued in being in, in radio right. because I had a, a guy that I would always listen to uh, on a country station. It was, uh, it was a cyber task through, um, you know, all the radio stations in, in the world or in the United sure. States. And, and uh, Chris Kahn, which is, a, uh, he, he goes by the con man, was phenomenal. Had his own radio show at night and he killed it. And I was like, man, I want to be like the con man because he put, he plugged in funny bits and, sure, and, right, and right. stuff like that. Cool and so that's what I want to do. So I got, hooked up with a radio station making $900 a month in 1998 right, right. at a, at a little radio station in Dumas, Texas. And I thought, man, if I could do what, what the con man is doing, then someone's going to pick me up and then they're going right. to want me to be all over the United right, States. Right. I've come to find out there wasn't any money in radio. Right. 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 I mean, $900. I was like, I'll take whatever. I just want to be on the air. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just hear your voice. Right. Yeah. Right. And then further on, you know, 10 years later, I became a general manager of a radio station. Oh, right. Right. And it was a talk radio station. Okay. And I wasn't in the talk radio. I wasn't in the podcast. I wasn't in any of that. Music. Stuff. <laughs> right, I wanted right. to hear country rock temporary, sure. you know, 40 top two, you know, and oldies or whatever. Right. And I had to manage, <laughs> I had to manage a talk radio with wow. Laura Ingram and Dave Ramsey. Oh yeah. And all them. Oh yeah. Limbaugh. And, and so it's more like, okay, you know, getting into it. Now I'm doing podcasts. Right. And I'm like, there's, there's a, there's a, um, car automotive whatever station not a station but program that's based out of uh out of fort worth texas uh it's called uh, the john wolf show and he does give me the vin.com mm -hmm. people call in and say hey i got this vehicle and it's has x amount of miles and has it's in this condition he goes okay okay you know go in the give me the vin.com and put in the vin number the miles and i'll give you a quote real real quick but then i was thinking you know there's so many dealerships out there there's so many dealerships in every city every town wouldn't it be nice to do an automotive show on the radio sure or at least get on you know sirius xm right right and, and just talk to people because not you know, I talk to some people and I'm like, hey, you know, my, my podcast is on all all your favorite plat uh, podcast platforms. Right, right. Like, yeah, I don't listen to podcasts or I don't have uh, any way. I don't have Spotify. I don't have iHeartRadio. I don't have right. Pandora. And, and you're like, but you listen to the radio. And they're like, absolutely. And I'm like, what, do you listen to FM? And they're like, no, I got it stuck on Sirius XM. I'm like, if there was a show on Sirius XM for car dealers. So when they're driving down the road and they flip through Fox news and they don't want to hear the politics, they flip mm -hmm. on to, to the automotive architect sales podcast and they'll gather some nuggets when they go home. Sure. And sure. you've got plenty of episodes 
then you could just continuously run those every eight hours sure. like they do every song that you are right. annoyed by right. in the right. dealership. Right, right. Like, then I just hear this song eight hours ago? Why don't, Why am I hearing uh, Baby Hit Me One More Time by Britney? Right, right, right. right, right. It. But right. it's good to have that kind of background, and it's educational. And I learned a lot in radio when I came into doing the podcast because it's you have to be entertaining. Mm. You have to have, you know, like in my case, sponsorship. People right. that want to advertise because they want to reach out to the listener. And the, and the thing was, I've been doing this for three years and I've never asked or accepted a podcast or a, a sponsor due to the fact I wasn't at the level that I could say, would you like to sponsor my show? Right, sure. But when Spotify says, hey, you're in the top 10 of automotive podcasts and you're in the top 20 on Yelp Magazine and Feedspot, now, I, now I'm willing to accept Some sponsorship lovers. or ask yeah, for it right. because now I know I'm getting the listenership. Right. And it's all because of plugging yourself out there, letting people know who you are, what you do, and what, what your common goal is, and it's to help serve others. Sure. Now, now, helping serve others, you were talking about being uh, an inter- internet director. Yes. So you serve customers over phone calls, mm-hmm. selling the appointment. That's all you mm-hmm. hear. Sell the appointment. Sell the sell appointment. The right, right. But then you got people that live in Dallas and they're interested in the car that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they are looking at other websites while they're looking at that one, trying to of find course. the best deal. Give me the best deal. Let me know what you got and and we'll go on from there. Right, right. So you hand out the internet lead. You tell this salesman, hey, we got this guy in Dallas. He's actually looking at this Hellcat. I need you to go and and work some numbers on it. Mm -hmm. So they go to the desk and say, hey, new car manager, I've got a guy. He's wanting to work numbers on this vehicle. Is he here? No. Where is he at? He's in Dallas. Well, tell him his presence is his leverage. If he drives that eight hours to come up here, give him a hell of a deal. Now, as you, as an internet director, did you ever pencil deals in the internet department to get that sense of urgency? Because that person is just nowadays, internet is your new showroom. Right. And you're serving oh, others. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. What is your belief on that? Yeah. So just to answer that question, I mean, you know, 60 plus, maybe more of your business comes from people getting online, right? We're an Amazon.com world. And uh, people want instant gratification, but they want it over the internet now. But yeah, a, a scenario like that, um, yeah, when we've had a sales manager tell someone, well, you know, their, their presence is their leverage, right? Uh, uh, and if the salesperson is not bold enough to say, uh, yeah, but they're in Texas, <laughs> and the only way I win this battle is we kind of have to do this virtually. And so hopefully the, the personality and, um, you know, maybe we're competing against two other people. Uh, to other dealerships, because you know you're always competing. Uh, maybe it's the salesman that's going to get that person to fly in once we've hopefully done some preliminary stuff before they get there. But yeah, I've had some over the over over my experience, some sales managers that are just like, well, if they're not here, I don't tell you. So to answer your question, I'm like, you know what? We try to start it that way through the sales. But yeah, I'll turn around and I pencil the deal. <laughs> right. Yes, if you know whether it was a lease or a straight purchase or, or, or anything like that. But yeah, I'll say, okay, that did it. I'll just pencil the deal and let's just get, cause you know, we know that if, unless we can give them something, they're not coming in, you know? So we got to give them something to get here and uh, hopefully, you know, tap dancing customer service is going to do it. 
Um, and they'll, they'll know that we were honest and transparent uh, from the very beginning and weren't trying try to hide anything. Yeah, when you, when you do the old the game of, you know, hey, when you get here, you're going to lose a customer, especially, I mean, even if they're down the street sometimes, but especially if they're in Texas. I mean, I mean, logically, I'd be like, wait a minute. So I don't know anything until I get there and I have to get a plane ticket or I'm going to spend time on the road. No, I'm just not in it. <laughs> I'd rather do everything. If, if I was a salesman and I got handed an internet leave and said, this customer is interested in this vehicle, mm-hmm. I would try to work everything try before to. the customer comes in. Right. Agreed. Hey, let, let's, let's, let's get you approved on this vehicle. And once you're approved and you agree to numbers, you, you don't have to sign anything yet. You ain't got to commit to anything yet. Right. Once you come in, the process is going to be easy. So you don't have to be at the dealership for That's four right. or five hours. That's right. You come in, you test drive the car. If it's something that fits your needs and solves your problem and it fits around your monthly budget, I'll I'll guide you into the F&I department. You can mm-hmm. sign your paperwork. By the time you get out, there's going to be a tag on it full with gas right. and uh, wash and detail, and you'll be ready to rock and roll. That's right. So many people want to wait for that. Oh, I got an appointment at 2.15. Well, I'll. I'll just wait for them to come in right, and then wait, spend four or five hours with them. And they may not close them because they're tired. They're like, right, oh, exactly, yeah. I hate coming to dealerships because it right. takes forever. Mm-hmm. You should have finished that at the at the first of the, well, as soon as you got that lead and you knew right. that customer's coming in, hey, let's get everything handled before you come in. Right, right. True story. Which is really the inter- what, what the internet is designed to do is, is, is tackle a lot of that before people are walking in. You know, that way it's less, more time at their, their end and less time at the dealership and make it that smooth piece. So that way, when the survey comes out, which is another piece that they leverage you with, right? That way when yep. the survey comes out, it's, it's you know, it's five stars, 10 stars, depending on whatever, you know, brand you're selling. So most definitely, yeah. But to make the customer hurry up and wait and, and, and you know, that's, we don't live like that anymore. <laughs> it, it's a now business. Hurry up, get them in, get them out, get them going, that's you know. That's right. That's right. But they. Are they here? No. This is the note. And I was doing it before COVID even happened. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And, and now you got e-signing and you could you can e-sign. The only thing in Texas you can e-sign for is your county of insurance and your uh, uh, title app. Right. But everything else has don't have to have a wet signature. So you can sell your F&I products. Mm-hmm. You can uh, send via email the the signatures mm-hmm. just like credit unions do right. they sign everything boom 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 and they're gone right or or you know i'm not going to De- i'm not going to amarillo i just i just can't do it but i want to buy that car let us send you the documents you can sign them that's right once everything is signed into us we will schedule the vehicle to be delivered to you right that's customer service the days of your presence is your leverage yeah. is out the window because right. I can walk around a car dealership, see cars keep passing by, knowing those people live here. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you send an internet lead in they're not coming in until they get numbers. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, and the old saying is, you know, why talk about numbers? If you don't like the car, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So you're like, absolutely, we'll get you some numbers. But we also know if you don't like the car, you won't take it home. Right. So I'll give you every number in the world. Then you come in, you test drive the car, you like it, you go into finance. Boom. You're not here but 15, 20 minutes. You're Mm -hmm. out. 
And they're like, yeah, man, I, I got a basketball game to go to. I got my daughter's softball game. Hell, we're going right. to Disney leaving tomorrow morning, so we need to get some rest. Right. Life is busy. So we have to adapt to our customers or somebody else will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And Very so, much so you just got to be able to adapt, do what you need to do. You know, when COVID was here, it was funny how many lenders were like, hey, well, we signed now. You should have been doing that before COVID. Agreed, yeah. When the we asked was about there. it. That's right. You know, we asked about it, and you're like, no. I remember fighting with Volkswagen on getting e-signing before COVID happened. Mm. And then COVID happened. They called and said, yeah, we're, we're thinking about going ahead and doing that. And I'm like, yeah. you know, we could have sold more cars before mm-hmm. COVID if you would have just had it already. Right, right. You know, right. you get funded quicker. Mm-hmm. You get your your CITs are small because you get paid the next day right. instead of sending paperwork off. There's programs. Reynolds Reynolds was good for it. They they said you sent you hit a little button and then it would tell you, yep, it's everything is clean in this deal. We'll go ahead and you can push it over. We'll fund you tomorrow morning. Right. And it, it's allocated. Everything's good. Everything looks good on it. Yeah, we'll pay you tomorrow. Right. But it, it's just funny how it to, the dealers are waiting to adapt because the customers are asking for it. Right. But then the dealers have to wait for the vendors or, you know, the, the, the DMSs to go through their legal terms and their right. lawyers and all right. this and that. They, they should always be thinking one step ahead. Agreed. for the future especially with all this ai stuff coming out oh yeah oh yeah you know the the chat gpt's coming out the ai's coming out everything every they'll tell you how to buy the or how to, how to buy the car and where to get it i mean that's why i was mad the other day someone mm-hmm. one of my wife's friends bought a car from carvana mm. i'm like i know you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that's in the car business i didn't say me Right, right. I could have directed you to the right person to buy a car, and they would have made it easy with e-signatures right. and deliver the car to you. Right. The problem with Carvana, those cars are not recon. Mm. We put a 128-point inspection on our on their vehicles. Right. And when you, they ship them to you, if there's a problem with it, within the first 30 days, we'll fix it. Because we should have done the proper recon on it you go to carvana sure. and there's no recon your vehicle breaks down what do you do now yeah sol <laughs> so right, right. we got to start stepping ahead right. and the reason people go to carvana and zoom and all that because they they don't want to deal with shady dealers so mm-hmm. they go with this route and put a huge coin about this big in a little slot right right when, when we need to get back in the relationship relation business i agree i totally agree Exactly. I agree. It's crazy on how we need to be more involved with our customers. So last but not least, I like like talking about back in the day, back in the 80s or 60s, 70s, 80s, there was a thing called revenue over relationships. You make as much money as you can, sell some cars, and so what if your customer ever comes back? got that one deal you made right. a 10 pounder yeah. right uh, no relation right and then they started learning 
Why don't we have customers? Why is it so slow? Well, you didn't retain those customers back because they had a bad experience. They were coming back to trade their vehicle off, but they couldn't trade it off because they were so far upside down. The interest rates were 24.99%, and that was the good credit. Right. (laughs) Then they started thinking, going, man, we, we need to get our customers back. What do we do? Oh, we need to build relationships with them. So what they start doing, they start building relationships with the customers, giving invoice minus rebates, buying their customers back, mm-hmm. selling a lot of cars, but making very little money. Right. So business started being slow. There was no money coming in or because of them giving it all away. Mm-hmm. People were leaving. Salesmen were quitting. Managers were like, well, maybe I'll get into the real estate business. Maybe right, I'll right. Make money real there. Estate. Right, right, right. <laughs> and nobody was making any money and everybody's quitting. But if we were in the relationship business with revenue, you can sell the same amount of cars or more, make money, make gross profit, and love on your customers because we're selling out of value, not out of price. We're selling out of logic, not out of emotion. And we're selling out of inspiration and not out of desperation. And last but not least, we're selling out of being relational mm-hmm. and not transactional. And right. that's where we have to stop. Agreed. Agreed. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I totally agree. You know, um, you know, like Zig Ziglar says, you know, if they, uh, if they, they like you, they'll listen to you, you know, and, yep. and they'll buy from you, and that's a relationship. Um, you know, it, it's it's not a it's not a rocket science concept, right? Uh, you have to build that relationship. People have to trust you, uh, especially in these days when, especially with the internet, the internet exposed everything. You know, the the, the car industry is not hiding from invoices. It's not hiding from. It's out there. So yeah. cut it out, <laughs> cut it out and just have a relationship. And you should anyway, it's the right thing to do. Have a relationship with your customers because like you said, retention, right? You're like, great. I just, I just crushed, crushed last year, three years later, no one's bringing the car back. You know what I mean? And you're out there buying your customers back. Now you're going digging into your profits and your pockets, um, you know, to, to buy these people back. Uh, so no, I, I totally agree. The relationship has to be part of the sale. And that again, you know, you can have the right salespeople, but that leadership has to continually be pushing the issue, continually keeping that pressure on, that reminder of this is why we do what we do, right? It's not transactional, it's relational. That's what that's why we do what we do, because it makes sense, you know. A new person in the business, stay about three years, you have those people start to come back, your lease people or those people that want the new model, et cetera, you'll see it happen. It happens. You'll be able to watch it happen uh, if you stay with it long enough or at the right dealership and the right leadership rather than the, the managers to get there. Oh, I got my spot. You know, I'm not going to make phone calls. You know, as a my little brag was, I mean, I made as many phone calls and sometimes emails as an Internet director as one of my crew did. Right. I believe I have to help them push that rock, too. You know, and, and, it, and, it, and it helps when a customer hears, you know, this is so and so. I'm the manager, I'm the sales, I'm the GSM, I'm the internet director. You're important. That relationship is important to the next level. 100%. And, and yeah, so it's not just, you know, it's not uh, John, uh, Dick, or Amy that, that are that are about it. I'm about it too. Your, your, your business is important to me. 
And uh, is if, if uh, you were here on Saturday, uh, is there something I missed? Uh, I want to know what I can do if you haven't bought a car already. Because if there's something I can do, you, you better bet I'm going to get it done, right? Yeah. You better, you better bet I'm going to get it done. And so, um, come on down and let, let's get this done. We'll make it real easy. I'll get you in the front of F and I, blah, 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 you know, the whole story. So yeah, bottom line, brother. Uh, yeah. Relation is it's a must and, uh, foolishness to, to think that they couldn't, you know, that you had to get past that step, you know, um, in the business decades ago, they just think you can rip people's heads off and decide that they're, they're going to come back to you. Come yeah. on, man. That is went out the way, you know, I've had bad experience with car dealers. That's why I never wanted to be in the car business. Right. right. How they treated me and how I, you know, sell me all this F and I products, told me right. it was part of the deal and said I could use it anywhere in the world. And then I'm 12 hours away needing the maintenance. Right. Right. And they're like, no, that's only for that dealership. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, enclose mm -hmm. all the information and be honest, be truthful. Agreed. You want the customers to keep coming back. You could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in advertising, but we all know the best advertising out there is word of mouth. If mm -hmm. you treat somebody good, they'll tell five people. You treat somebody bad, they'll tell 20. That's right. And that, that five people, it grows. It's a pyramid. Mm -hmm. They'll tell five more. Then you got 10. Then they'll tell 10 more. And they got 20 and 40, 80, you know. Right. And so on. But if you tell those 20, man, that can hurt your business. There's three types of people in the automotive industry. There's three types of businesses. There's the OEM business, the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. There's the dealership business. Mm -hmm. And there's your business. Mm -hmm. You may work for that dealership, but they provide the inventory that you don't have to pay for. They right. provide the, the utilities you don't have to pay for. They provide the building you don't have to pay for, and they provide the office supplies you don't have to pay for. Right. All you got to do is your number one product you're selling out there is not the car. Right. It's yourself. That's right. And this is your business. It doesn't right. matter if you're at ABC Motors or at, at uh, ABC Chevrolet. You're in the Ron Auto business. Right. Because Agreed. people will come back and buy at that dealership because of you. That's right. What you did, people don't care what you say, people don't care what you do, but people care on how you make them feel. Right. Agreed. Totally it's, agree. It's yep. it's it's not common. I mean it's it's not rocket science. You do it, Edmund, every every day means every day. If it's up to me, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just very, very, very smart to do it that way. Jason. I had a joy having you on the show. Today. Great. I'm glad. Good. It was, it was a pleasure to be here. It, it was about time for us to have it. Right. Perfect time. <laughs> Perfect time. And uh, I've had a, a, a pleasure meeting you, talking to you, and hopefully well. we will uh, develop a, a friendship. Yes. And continue having you on the show. And so I can get more of your expertise, but I don't want to take any more of your time. I get it. I know you're a busy, busy man. That's okay. I appreciate you having me, sir. No problem. I, I really do appreciate you guys. This episode was brought to you by several great sponsors on this show, like Dealer Elite. The founding members were invited or has invited some of the best and brightest in the industry to share their knowledge with one another. The goal to advance the automotive industry through collaborative effort. Ugh, trying to say that just messes up. The... <laughs> 
The elite group of founding members pushed the site beyond the original vision by inviting friends, colleagues, and clients to join and share their ideas. BenQ, one login system, source for everything. Hundreds of dealers have switched to BenQ recently because of their, they offer tools and solutions that meet the challenges of today's market. Selling cars isn't magic, and it's never been less of an art, but today's market is powered by data and your coast customers know about it. To meet them where they are, you need to be have smarter tools, smarter systems, and we all know where the market is heading. Let us help you with that first. That's BenQ. Connect AI. Connect AI bring, or bridges the gap between tech tools and automotive communications. For over a decade, we've developed, developed and continued perfect award-winning AI and texting platform to support retail and service operations successfully connecting with customers at any phase in their journey. And also Bumper.com. What if you had a digital dashboard for your car ownership needs? A place where you can access up-to-date vehicle history reports, compare vehicles, shop for the best auto insurance rates, get instant market value appraisal, and do so much more. Whether you're shopping for a new car, comparing auto insurance policies, or looking to sell an existing vehicle, Bumper has you covered every step of the way. Jason, man, thank you again. How can our folks reach you and and want to connect with you on all social medias or on your podcast? It's sure, sure. I'm, um, you can find me. Um, you find me social media wise. I'm on LinkedIn under Jason McQueen. Uh, like Steve or Lightning, depending on which generation uh, you're from. And uh, I'm on, um, I, you find me on Facebook uh, under Five Smooth. Uh, that's going to be my my keynote speaking, my motivational stuff. So uh, I'm out there. Uh, you should be able to trip right on to me. Yeah, most definitely. Good deal. Good deal. Once again, thank you for being on the show, my friend. Pleasure. It was a pleasure. We need to talk soon. Yes, look forward to it. All right. is an SMS lead management platform that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to communicate efficiently and effectively with your automotive leads and customers. Our mission is to deliver the most advanced conversational AI products and support to automotive retail. There are endless benefits to using AI and automated communication in your dealership, but there are key areas where Connect AI is the right solution to address pains within the automotive industry. With Connect AI, you now have the tools to acquire more, engage faster, and convert higher. For more information, visit us online at connect.ai. I'm Jill, and thanks for watching.